All right. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it. What what episode is? That? I don't even know what episode it is. Twenty <laughs> seven. Okay. All this right. This is a so, good start. It's, it's at the top <laughs> of the run sheet, Jen. Uh, I don't even have the run sheet open. That's how committed I am to this podcast. <laughs> well, open the damn run sheet if you're going to be like m- trying to move us along. I'm not going to try to move us along. I'm just going to like. I'm going to introduce each of the storylines and say, what do you guys think about it? And then just nap for like 20 minutes. I don't even think 20 minutes is enough, like 30 minutes. And then you guys will talk and then I'll wake up. I'm like, all right, let's move on to the the next storyline. So episode 27. Okay, so welcome everybody to May We Geek Again, episode 27, a show covering the 100 on the CW. I'm Jen, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Joe and Shaheen. I don't know how I managed to get through that without looking at the run sheet, you guys. I mean, honestly. Hey, guys. It's like you didn't even know us at all. Yeah. Um. So this episode is covering uh, DNR, um, written by Miranda Kwok. Um, so we'll be talking about that a little later on. We've got some announcements at the beginning of the pod. Um, number one announcement is that, uh, congratulations are in order. I'm pregnant. Oh, really? Oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know where this is going. I was like, oh, what? What? No, no, I know where this is going. Continue. Go on. Um, congratulations. uh, Yesterday I, I, I went and I visited my future child and I'm actually talking about a, a French bulldog puppy. So I I went and visited five, three and a half week old puppies. They don't do anything. They just kind of wiggle around a little bit and they, they uh, sleep and they suck on their mom. Um, but one of them little puppies is going to be my little nugget in about mm, eight weeks, nine, seven, eight weeks. Warning to people who think French bulldogs are the cutest and you want to get one, don't get one. You can't afford it, and you'll you, you want have more for you. No, you can't afford it, and there's too many really really bad breeders out there. Um, for so, any purebred um, animal you want to get, um, don't go to puppy mills or backyard breeders. It just exacerbates the issue with a dog a, a, a dog breed that honestly should not exist. I so, I'll be completely honest. The French bulldogs so, shouldn't exist. People who are quote unquote professional dog breeders, what this really means is that they make dogs fuck and then sell the profits. Like that's <laughs> well, really- it's not even that. With French bulldogs, they have to artificially inseminate because um, the anatomy of the French bulldog, the the back legs are too weak to to get the the pumping going. I guess they also they, have they, to be. They, wait, wait, wait! They bred dogs that could fuck. <laughs> yes. They also have to be delivered. That's so mean. You also have to deliver the the puppies via C section. When I tell you that French which bull, part dogs of this should not it wasn't mean, like <laughs> they so should like not exist. Since when did you think that they, the they, the existence of dogs that are basically just living dolls <laughs> who cannot have for sex, humans they can to enjoy breathe. and feel company? This uh, got dark. Uh, so what part of that wasn't mean and absurd? Well, I mean, I mean, most, most, like, like, probably most of the time they artificially inseminate, but I mean, maybe that, maybe my, my baby's dog, who who is jacking off the dog to collect this? I think, well, uh, look, I'm, I'm assuming the breeder takes them to Texas A&M. 
um, to get all these procedures done. That's where she gets all the health procedures. testing done. You mean the dog hand dog. jobs? Well, at least it's getting done by a professional, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's the service you're paying for. Professional yeah. dog masturbators. So, so I guess that's a good perspective. That's a good way to look at all the money I'm spending on this puppy is that I spent that this mom, this, this money is going not only for health testing, but to pay for some an industry. For some you, poor Texas a and down trickle down <laughs> economics of dog semen. Some poor Texas A&M vet uh, med student is uh, spending spending their summer jacking off dogs. But this is important. This is a part for of their rich education. People. For well, I wouldn't call me rich. <laughs> um, um, so that was what the first announcement. That was a fun announcement. The second announcement, not so so much fun. Um, but I have decided to step away from the podcast for the for the future. Um, uh, guys, dry your eyes. I know that's pretty. Oh, oh no, my eyes <laughs> were watering from this gross rosé. But yeah, oh no, God. I'm crying about you too. Um, I, I, the um, the show and reasons. The, the reasons. Okay, so the, the main reason is I just um, find I don't have the time to do both a, a very long uh, review each week, a written review each week of um, The 100 and the podcast. Um, so I, I know a lot of people are like, well, don't you just sit down on a computer and bang out a review in two hours and publish it? No, it takes me more like eight to ten hours between editing, writing, editing, curating media um, marinating, that's part of my process. I have to marinate over several days, uh, to think about stuff because I want to write the best review possible and to be as funny as possible. And, um, Swing you know, that's not, this. not easy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll still half-assedly promote them, uh, yeah. using the, our official Twitter channels, but, um, oh. you know, Never fear, um, Jen has set up, you know, a really good system for us, and we do have some uh, of our frequent guests who are going to be sort of stepping in. And oh, you don't want my other reasons? Oh, you had more reasons besides? You yeah, well, this? reason number two is you two oh, are assholes. Reason number okay. three. Um... Wait, how is that not reason number one? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. Go back to number two. Because you're like minor assholes. You're not even like number one ranking assholes. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> We're number one. This is like Freudian slip, <laughs> except like you capitalized on it. I kind yeah. of wish that I had prepared some like orchest- orchestral music to play you off like, as this goes on. Just like, oh my God, really? You want to play me off? Holy like, I wonder if I can find some Benny Hill music in a hurry. Oh my God. Um, so, anyway, so, so the first reason, I mean, that's fairly rational. I, I just don't have the time to, to dedicate. Now, I, wa- I, I, I really want to concentrate on my first love, which is the written word, uh, to be completely honest. That, that's my jam. It's always been my lifelong jam is being able to write stuff, um, being a speaker and saying shit off the cuff, not so much. Uh, so I'm, I guess I'm a slow thinker. I guess that's our takeaway. <laughs> um, the the other reason, which is maybe a little less rational and makes me a little bit more of an asshole, is that I find that I'm oversaturated right now in in talking about this show. And the other thing is I find myself waking up every day in a groundhog day of discussion about the show in that I don't feel there's a lot of new uh, ideas or new discussions taking place in regards to the show. And maybe that's my own personal take on things. 
Um, but I, I'm, I'm just frustrated by kind of the lack of any forward progress when it comes to talking about it. And I'm, I'm frustrated and frankly angered by being inundated day in and day out with discussions that don't feel new or fresh to me. That's just my own personal peccadillo. Um, I'm weird that is way. That, I'm, I'm that an asshole that way. Is that- I think it is. I think it is. Uh, I think it is partly a function of a show that is very cyclical and repeats a lot of the same character beats and a lot of the same themes. And I think that season four is not very. It's not very strong in that it lends itself well to deep discussion. And not that I even really enjoy deep discussion, but I think I'm enjoying the season a whole heck of a lot, you guys. So that's not to say I don't, in, I'm not enjoying season four. I really am. I do, obviously, I have my issues with it. Um, but I think the show has reached a point where we can be very comfortable with what it's doing without having to talk about it all the time. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people have a lot of issues with season four. Um, there, there are some things that I find problematic, but I think there's a lot of people that, that find many things problematic and I can't sit there and listen to people venting their spleens 24 seven without it just becoming toxic noise. So it's, it's just kind of an attitudinal thing for me. Um, so I'm not enjoying, I'm not enjoying myself in this fandom right now. And I need to kind of step away and do my own. I need to do my own thing, my own solitary thing, which means doing my review. So that's why I'm, I'm leaving the podcast in the very, very capable hands of of Joe and Shaheen and they will forget me. A compliment. Yeah. You guys are going to forget me by the time the next episode rolls around. They'll be like, Jen, Jen, who I believe something, there there was somebody like, Angry um, ginger? I don't, I don't wow. know. Wow. Angry ginger. <laughs> um, that, so just, I'll just go out on, on that. Angry, angry ginger. So I, I want to thank, I thank you guys for, for participating in this podcast with me and for, you know, throwing in, uh, throwing your hat in the ring and three random Indo, three rando internet strangers coming together and producing what I think is, has been a very good, podcast that has a very unique niche and hopefully you guys can continue that so basically i i think my message is here is 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 uh don't suck um, okay no that's 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 a great commencement speech right there um you know <laughs> you can read us read us in dr seuss that's all you need to know and, yeah uh, tell us not to be terrible great so all you list all you listeners out there who like jen and could take or leave joe and shaheen you can come find me at declare shenanigans.com and leave these two losers in the dust wait there's an announcement from shaheen well, Shaheen is going to have a come to Jesus moment with our listeners. Oh, yes. Before apparently. we get into the episode, guys, we have 20 to 20 minutes Shaheen, later, like. Shaheen, yeah. After we're talking about um, um, jacking off dogs and um, how much I hate this talking about the show anymore, um, I guess we're going to have another <laughs> another announcement. Uh, this is a fucking. If yeah, this is no. my send off <clears throat> podcast, this is actually kind of. Perfect. It's a beautiful. Because it's a complete <laughs> shit show. It's like a confessions podcast or something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, normally we at this point we would be like, so what is everyone drinking? And Jen isn't drinking anything because reasons. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You say reasons like, oh, she's a closet alcoholic. Guys, I have a fatty liver. I can't drink Your anymore. Your liver if is I a wanna... closet alcoholic. Yeah. No. God well, okay. damn it, Joe. All right. Mo, my liver won't. My liver can't tolerate it. If I want to be healthy when I'm I'm older, 
Old, when I'm old. Old, older, Jen. Let's, <laughs> Shut you, up. you had it right the first time. All right, go ahead, Shaheen. And now that I am had to clarify, I'm not a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> Just somebody who buys dog semen. <laughs> and then, uh, so Joe, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, half a bottle of, well, no, the leftover half bottle of rosé from, I don't know, like a month ago in my fridge. With questionable origins. It's not yes. even clear where it came from. Yeah, you don't even know where it comes from. It's in your house. You don't I mean, know it came it from, from grapes, okay? Pretty sure. Oh, my God. It's like somebody broke into your house and left a half a bottle of wine. That's, a, that, that's the, my <laughs> takeaway. Everyone should be so lucky. <laughs> Hobo wine. <laughs> Hobo wine. Anyway, go ahead, Shahid. <laughs> yeah, and then so everyone wants to know what I'm drinking. So here's the thing, guys. I I smoke pot and I <laughs> hate alcohol. Okay? So I'm just going to say it, come out and say it. Um, <laughs> you should stop drinking alcohol and start smoking cannabis. <laughs> Quitting this podcast. That is that is the oh right thing to do. Liability insurance alone. Fuck. Fuck. This is that is the right decision to make in your life. Okay. So now here's the thing. You I are hate the alcohol. worst Rachel Lee feel... Cook ever. Like right, this is my confession, guys. This is. Uh huh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So I I uh, I hate alcohol. It makes me feel like shit. And... It makes everyone feel like shit. Yeah. No, like I don't even get the the good part of it. That's I'm I'm supposed to get. Well, I think our listeners would disagree because they got the good parts of it. And th- I think that's totally an illusion <laughs> that you guys made <laughs> listeners, up. You're wrong. Like I'm good right now. I'm good, so I don't see, need to see. Basically, the the message that Joe and the listeners were sending to Shaheen is that he was not good enough without the alcohol. Um, and, and here's the and, thing. I have a stomach problem that my doctor said I shouldn't drink alcohol. So if that's reason enough for Jen, you know, I have one oh, of those. Oh, so you guys are both hiding behind doctor's notes? But I'm just going to oh, say, no, whoa, I mean, that was the last reason I cited. Be, be asked the truth is, like, I don't, I don't want to spend money on something that makes me feel bad. And you shouldn't either. Go smoke pot. I mean, I don't like alcohol either, but like, I'm you know, I live in a place where it's okay. If you have a problem with that, call Jeff Sessions. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) You know, we talk fair. I don't give a shit. Probably, uh, probably, uh, uh, brown skin uh, immigrant dude should not be telling people to call Jeff Sessions. I'm a deported dude. I don't give a shit. (laughs) You want to go back to Iran? Okay, we'll see how how uh, how easy you can. I mean, but the hashish is good. Yeah, probably you can find it easy. You know. Um, but and Joe, you can you're... bribe the cop. You can bribe the fucking cop. That's like <laughs> I do. What having lived overseas, the cop bribe is the best part about living overseas. Like Corruption in a slightly corrupt place, best. where you're like, you know what? How about twenty dollars? And they're like, you know what? Indeed. And you're like, how about Sweet. that never happened? Okay. All right. So... Well, thirty minutes into our into our <laughs> apology tour, maybe we should start this fucking podcast. Yeah, I hope the DEA. So, is what listening. is this podcast about um, again? Uh, I don't. I think uh, this is a real Housewives. Is there a TV New, show New we talk City, about? Um, <laughs> recap show. Um, the other thing I just want. I just oh, oh for fuck's sake! No, I'm just. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's get. Let's let's start talking about about DNR. Um, the ninth episode of season four. Um, and we had four storylines that we have to get into. So uh, overall impressions of the episode, guys. This is. Wait, we had four storylines. I only put three in the run sheet. 
That's and this is this is why me this quitting is, is is the death knell of this podcast or because you can't even count. Efficient. You can't even count how many storylines there are. Perhaps you forgot the Green Acres storyline over in Oh, uh, I just rolled Alienville. that in. Oh, for fuck's sake. You mean murder baby tilling the soil and salting the earth? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> killing hoes. Killing hoes with a hoe. Um, ah. Yeah. So overall impressions of DNR, guys, which for, for, the, um, for the audience stands for and always has standard, stood for do not resuscitate. That's part of the common colloquialism that this was ever a debate among people is ridiculous. Wait, how oh my God, debate? I'm getting angry. This is why I can't do this anymore. Wait, why was it a debate? I'm confused. They're, oh, it's like, oh, maybe it means do not reveal. What do you guys think DNR means? I'm like, have you ever fucking gone to a doctor and had anyone ask you if you want to sign a DNR directive? Or have you ever watched ER or Grey's Anatomy? Or I don't know, ever lived in society where you have to speak to another human being? Jen, oh my what, god! What Jeez, are you going to do Jen. with all of your rage? Ignorance uh, is not a, a, a yes. Vice. It is. It is. Ignorance <laughs> is the worst. See, this is why I have to stop talking about this show with other people because I just turn into a little ball of rage and ugh. Anywho, oh uh, well, what do we think about it, Joe? Uh, so, like, on the one hand, like, I totally get that it was supposed to be this, like, interesting look in like t- into like four ways that people are sort of choosing their own death. Um, but it, it, the episode itself was kind of soured for me by like just poor fucking decisions, um, and that uh, yeah, which I mean, I guess on this show to like be, be bitching this late in the game about poor fucking decisions is sort of a separate <laughs> issue. Um, and which show have you been watching, Joe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it just it felt there was just sort of a clunkiness about the episode that I felt. Um, I don't know if other people felt that way as well. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Shaheen? Yeah, so I actually went to Reddit to, like, make sure to get, like, a feeling of what the overall reaction from the fandom is because uh, you kind of made it sound like I was worried that I would be the only one who liked it. Um, I can see I actually, why people liked it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, easy to like. I, yeah. I liked I it, think, too. Yeah, like, I, I'm not saying I didn't. There were just, like, I, I wanted to like it more given what we were going to be presented with. And I don't know, and I hate to say this, I don't know if it's an issue of script or directing or editing, but just something about the episode just felt uneven to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I liked it and I might have, I think this might have been my favorite episode of the the season. Shocking. Um, I like how kind of all the storylines converged and came together in this episode. Um, we saw what everything that had happened at the you know since the beginning, but especially since the beginning of this season, um, the impact of what had happened to Clark, to Octavia, Jaha, Jasper, Gaia, Rome, Echo, Indra, Bellamy, all these people, um, um, kind of their paths came together and mm-hmm. made the events of this episode possible. Um, Speaking of Bellamy, I think that Bellamy in the Rain episode where he supposedly came to the conclusion that you can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved, um, that I remember uh, I wasn't so hot for. Uh, I think that actually paid off in this episode. So, yeah, there you go. Did you finally get your Bellamy character development? Uh, yeah, well, so I really like this episode. I think it, it was, to me, it felt like a transitional episode that was necessary to get us barreling down the, um, down the hill towards the the season finale. Um, 
that being said, I think I think it's not easy to balance four storylines and give equal one the kind of weight and concentration that's necessary to maybe get some of the stuff that you wanted to see, Joe. But I I liked it. I I inherently I know there were some really bad decisions being made by some some people in the show, and I at this point I'm putting my trust in the writers, and I'm hoping that. The characters that are making the bad decisions and that currently disappoint me, aka Clark, have have some sort of payoff that this is this is a necessary part of their journey to become a more fully realized person or whatever, or to come to some conclusion that the current path that they're on and the current methods that they use are not the correct methods or not very effectual or not taking into account what other people really want cool. and desire. But you saying that is the complete, like, is exactly what the episode was, which was like, okay, well, we're not going to have a war, but, you know, we still need to decide. So let's all just have, like, a battle royale between, like, clan leaders. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we do not have time for this bullshit. I just, I... <sighs> we Yeah, we don't have time for this bullshit. It, it's been a frustration ever since. And it <sighs> seems like these, it seems like these things, these, these, um these barriers to success are constantly being put in, in place specifically Whoa. in front of Clark because Clark's like every single time they find a solution, the solution doesn't pan out. So they finally find this bunker and then the, the clan politics bullshit is yet another barrier to getting everybody on the same page. So well, Clark like is pushed to making really bad choices yeah. to, to try to get over these humps and and, you know, Roan is, is partly right in that, you know, saying that he doesn't, re- uh, that she doesn't respect their beliefs and they, that she thinks, and Sky Crew largely thinks that they're a bunch of savages, but they have a way of going about things. So this is how they're going to do it. Well, um, I, I am not, I, th- let me just finish this one thought. I am not, I am not a big, huge cultural, cultural relativist. I believe that some things are just barbaric and wrong and archaic, Um so I I bring that that uh, predisposition to the show, but at the same time I, I kind of throw that out the fucking window and just immerse myself in the show and enjoy it for what it is. And I don't want to sit here and overanalyze it in because once I start breaking the show down into its little component parts and noticing the the wear and the edges and the cracks and this and that it starts to to hurt my enjoyment of the overall product and i i don't i don't want to do that because it's not fun for me at that point anymore so you talked about like cultural relativism and that <laughs> yeah. and that you know rowan being like you don't appreciate you know our traditions and stuff like that you know and there's the argument that uh, you know this sort of white savior noble savage sort of you know thing that people point out about the show and it's like, then they just play right into it where it's like, we're, we, you know, Rowan and, and Indra, you know, and everyone sort of deciding, okay, well, clearly the end of the world, we don't have time for a giant battle. But <laughs> what if we have a little battle? And it's like, well, what if you just didn't do that at all? Like, what if you, what if everyone was fucking adults realizing that the world is going to end and there's more important things than like... Like, why doesn't Sky Crew just is be that like, you know what? Any different from the situation we live in in the real world? How how so? Um, like, there are places in the world where there's real ethnic conflict, and when you talk to people in those places, a lot of times you hear the sentiment that we'll never be able to live together 
in mm. one place. Um, and so that, yeah. And I always say the same thing that Joe, you were saying, which is like, can we just like, I know everything, like you don't have to forget everything that happened, but you also don't have to like perpetuate it. So can we like just chill out? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Cause it's really just your decision to say, yeah, I, I need to, um, take, revenge on these people because they kill all my family. Um, and, you know, I guess like we've, we haven't been in that situation um, to, to understand what that feels like, but at the same time, it's a choice you're making. So I just, I, I get, don't know, like it's not just the show. It's like a reflection of the real world. I get, well, I, I get frustrated with the myopic nature of, sort of like that this whole season we sort of like started to go into it and be like yay we're gonna move past tribalism no we're not we're definitely not moving past any kind of fucking tribalism well okay so so i guess we're i guess we're talking about the polis storyline now then can we just yeah Yeah. Yeah. transition from (laughs) from our overall yeah so i let me frame this a little bit different for for you joe that this this now this this hunger games like battle has been um, has been set up as a new conclave to determine who the next commander is going to be. So yes, it it is more tribalism in the in the very basic definition of it, but it is also following the traditions of all of the clans to determine who the next commander is going to be. What what is in stark opposition though, and something that hasn't been resolved yet is that you know Roan said that. You can no longer trust the blood. So, does so? Who is the next commander? But why is can't that, we trust is that, the blood? Because anybody like, can be a night blood. Anybody, well, any yeah. rando off the street can be a night blood. Okay, um, like, so how, that's how that's how it actually kind of worked. Yeah, but this, but not. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's like but you're talking it wasn't about the Browners. blood that you were trusting. It was the flame, supposedly. So yeah. yeah so like, I mean, you have to understand that everything that everything that 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 the grounder beliefs are centered around is this faith that the flame does choose wisely, chooses the next commander and that only the people who deserve to be a, who potentially deserve to be a commander are born night bloods. So now we know that anybody can be made a night blood, any rando off the street, um, so- some, some drooling fool down the way can be become uh, a night blood and, and get the flame inserted into their neck. So well, and anyone could have been. Like that's like uh, like I know that I'm coming at this with the privilege of of science and and moderner- modernity, but like anyone any time could have been the night blood. Like at some point I'm just kind of like dude, you guys, like and this is probably my issue with people who are super religious anyway in in modern culture where I'm just like that's cool that you believe this. I guess, but it, it, it's making you willfully ignorant to to certain irrefutable truths. And the fact is that we never really figured out exactly, you know, how night blood was passed on, whether it was, was recessive or heretic, you know, like how it was passed on. But it, but in a sense, in a in a sense, it was random. Technically, any rando look at fucking Antari could have been a night blood. Like, yes. 
she certainly didn't have the qualities or temperament or intellect to be the commander, but through, you know, some shady shit and, you know, being as get and killing a bunch of kids, she was the commander. And so it's kind of like, and this- so what is, what is wrong with telling that story? It's a flaw. It's a flawed system of going about things. And yes, it is very frustrating. And we are getting back into the whole tribalism thing that, that the show is kind of beat a little bit to death, but at the same time, it very much reflects our own our own society, like like Shahina is saying that any fucking rando with with kind of opportunity, luck, privilege, or whatever can become a leader, can become I don't know, say uh, most powerful person in the world, the president of the United States. Wait, 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 Merkel? Because. If we're talking about leaders of the free world. Well, so at what point, like, why isn't Arcadia, why doesn't Skycrew just be like, okay, so listen, we found it. We've got guns, dibs. Like, you guys decide amongst yourselves which ones are going to be allowed into the bunker because we are not participating in this tomfoolery. Well, here's the thing. Don't they need Skycrew anyway? Like, who the fuck is going to run that bunker without Skycrew? Like, if like they think they can actually right, ru- like who run can the hydroponic farm... Who and- can show them how to use the Keurig machine? Or, Honestly. like, the microwave? Or any of that stuff? I mean, espresso yeah, machines like they are need really some complicated. Sky crew people in there, so... Well, and, like, most Sky Crew probably have even a more... Ba- a more, um... Very basic knowledge of, like, first aid, for example. Um, yeah. And, you know, what you're really gonna exclude Abby and Jackson... Well, from, okay, from so 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 what you're saying is is that the grounders before Sky Crew landed on Earth couldn't find um, their head from their asshole, basically. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like if somebody like rolls up in like you know a Chevy Nova and somebody then like throws you the keys to like I don't know whatever fucking BMW. I'm sorry to put this in your language, a WRX Subaru. Like, are you really going to be like you know what? I'm I'm set with the Nova. Well, I I mean, we don't even know we 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 don't even know what life in the bunker is even going to look like. Um if we are to believe that the bunker actually is going to be Oh, so you don't think it's going to work. You think that that one's going to be taken away too. Um I don't know. I have a I have a suspicion that That was going to be my question. Yeah, I have a suspicion that we're in I don't know how I feel about this, but we're setting up this this bunker as the the great the great hope for everybody and it, i don't put it past the writers to bamboozle us at again. the very last minute yeah again but, but we this have, what, it, four more episodes um 10 11 12 13 yes i've counted that out on my fingers shut up <laughs> I, was, um, I was wondering if it was have, your fingers or toes yeah t- we have fingers. seven more right four no no, there's only 13 episodes a season oh 13 episodes okay yeah and we've told this to you before um, yeah. I blamed the pot. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, it just seems like nothing, nothing that anyone is trying to do is, is a good way of solving the problem. Everyone's stubborn in their own way. I think Clark's decision to kind of shut to, to hotshot her way to the commander um, position because, oh, she just happens to be a nightblood and really the only one around. I think that was very short-sighted of her, and Rowan was right on calling her out. But at the well, same time... it was time, dumb to do it in front of Rowan. Like, that's the problem. Like, if Rowan hadn't been there, she would have got, she would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for that damn meddling Rowan. Um, well, I mean... Hmm. 
Because he was the only one who like knew. So was everyone gonna uh, was everyone gonna buy this? The, are we supposed to assume that if Rowan hadn't intervened, all the grounders would have bought this? I guess. I mean, nobody else was making a big fuss. Like they were kneeling. Yeah. So what uh, was the problem with going through with it? Well, you know, she was back again to she wasn't born in Nightblood. She wasn't born in Nightblood. Who cares? If they buy it, isn't that what we want? That's where the show gets in trouble. In that, you know, you set up the Nightblood as this person who's only worthy of a flame, but then now. You have somebody who was a manufactured Nightblood, but somehow she's not worthy of the flame. So is anyone ever worthy of the flame? So I'm very curious to know what's going to happen with the flame from here on out, because I'm assuming that whoever becomes a commander is not going to be made a Nightblood, because we've got this idea now that Nightblood, the, the blood is... is um, uh, uh, not really an indicator of who's who's worthy. So I'm wondering if the flame. I'm thinking the flame has to be used to to save Raven. I don't, you know, and I don't know so if that's gonna be. Can we go the back case. to the question? Was there something wrong with going through with Clark's plan? If other than if the whole Rowan white saviorism trope that um, all no, these little yeah, what like, justice warriors are gonna story, have a problem with? with what if she yeah. wasn't white? Would we still I mean, have the issue? Are, grounders are white too, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, uh, I mean it, it, they're all, point, all, like, all different. But um, like, fuck it's just like tropes. in the world of the story, if they were going to buy it, if they were going to listen to this new commander and the new commander would have said, no war, let's all get along. If that's all they needed, then, you know, what's wrong with like, giving wouldn't, them wouldn't you want that outcome? Wouldn't you be like in the back of the, of the throne room going, God, I hope she comes to commander because this shit has been crazy up until now. And I think that she's going to be the one to like sort all this shit out. Um it's just right. Like Rowan isn't the leader. Like if it weren't for Indra, maybe Rowan could be like, I'm head bitch in charge, but Indra's not having that. And Indra commands a certain amount of respect. If arguably I would say she commands more respect than Rowan, but that's a separate issue. Um, and so it's just kind of like Clark basically was going to come in and be the fucking grown up and be like, listen, you know, we're going to Solomon up this, this, this bunker. And you know, Send me it's, your best. Because here's yeah, the thing. It's it gets like, into we're going to divvy it up. Your people will survive. Not all of them, mind you, but Give your people will survive. Give me your best survive. hundred people. And yeah. that's how it is. Not everyone so gets to get saved. So we all agree there was no problem with going through with it? I think from like a uh, thematic point in terms of like it, 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 it opens up a lot of, a lot of uh, fandom problems if Clark takes the flame. Um, because, yeah. you know. Well, fuck then, fandom. Guys, if you're part of the <laughs> fandom, fuck you. Um, this is this is why I'm quitting. Yeah, you're right, Joe. From the fan thing, there have been people venting their spleens left and right, crying white savior trope, blah blah blah. Because Either we cannot watch trope, TV anymore. Lexa, you know, blah, we blah, cannot blah. watch fucking TV anymore without some sort of agenda that we need to prescribe to in order to impose our beliefs on the art that is shown to us that we do not own that we you know it's like if people want to fuck up let them fuck up right i don't own your ip let you let them fuck up let them fall flat on their face let their show be canceled because number one they they kill off uh uh, a lesbian in the most tropey way possible and then number two they uh kill off uh, uh a black man on his knees and chains number three they have a white a white girl coming and save a bunch of savages like let them fall flat on their fucking face 
If if you make these decisions as a creator, as an artist, um, let society decide if your shit is fucked. Right? <laughs> Jen out. <sighs> but the other thing is, like, I'm sick and tired of watching TV shows through the lens of fem- feminism, through the lens of uh, 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 um, racial equality, through all of this stuff that I have to nitpick shit to the point where none of it is enjoyable anymore. None of it. Nope. I mean, none of there's it. definitely there's definitely a weird line of like our creators being callous and tone deaf in the case of like your barrier gaze trope where it's kind of like listen there's even a name for it don't fucking do that (laughs) shit anymore like it's not like you can be like no one's ever heard of this it's like dude there's there's let me point you to places on the internet where it says don't do this yeah um you know versus yeah like trying to be offended looking for things that you find upsetting where you're like dude okay dude okay Listen. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's like it's like it's like college it's like college liberals or progressives trying to get um, uh, racist people and an Ann Coulter and whatever banned from their campus. Right, for, like just don't speaking. show up. Like don't show up. It's don't called give free them an speech. It's called free speech, motherfuckers. If you want to burn a flag, burn a flag. If uh, if if racists want to come and talk about. They're fucking bullshit. That's their right. That is why we have a democracy. That is why we are the greatest country on the face of the earth. That is why we were the greatest country on the face of the earth. Check your tents, Jen. You you know, that letting people make artistic choices that we disagree with, and that might be fundamentally wrong from a social perspective, that's their right. And it's CW's right to show that shit. It's it, and it's our right not to watch it. It's CW's right to cancel that shit if they want to. Um, what we don't have the right to do, I will say, is uh, harass people, badger them on social media, um, go after their personal information, go after their family, tell them to kill themselves, to go yeah, after what the actors. Fuck is all of that? Oh Jesus Christ! It, it's like we're we're enabling this culture of of fucking idiots the same the same the same idiots who cry about Donald Trump and what he's doing are the same idiots that are like no bill arc no show or no clexa no show you are the same fucking i almost said a really bad word you are the same fucking oh i'm going to say it you are the same <laughs> fucking cunts that that hate one thing here and then love it over here just because it agrees with you. So hypocritical uh, cunts. A bunch Hippo of fucking hypocritical hip. Oh, yeah. Oh, enjoy that. You were gonna jot that down for your review. No, but I I I have to say though, Joe, you did say something in one of your things that was like I've already written in my review, and I'm like, oh fuck, she's gonna think I stole it. Uh, what was it? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I don't have a short-term memory, so I'll read your That's true. Like, wow. It's, it's because of all the alcohol. Uh, I agree with Shaheen. Alcohol is bad for you. Wait, what you- I just want to say wow, guys. Wow <laughs> to that conversation. I'm glad we had that conversation right here. I mean, uh, I didn't say anything, but... Uh, I'm just I didn't I'm burning know the house down. <laughs> you guys... Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any feels about it, Shaheen? So, or you're just gonna so step let me back re- and let let me let me rewind, 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 rewind back what? to something that I want to get your opinions on. Do you guys think the bunker is for realsies? I don't. I don't. What? Where do you guys weigh in on it? 
If the bunker is not for realsies, season five, even if we believe the rumors that there's going to be a giant time jump, who the fuck is going to be alive? Who started those rumors? I think the fans started that rumor. I would love to see a five-year time jump, to be honest with you. I think time jumps do wonders for shows. Parks and Rec just season Just because you love 12 Monkeys, which is only a time jump. Well, no, you watch Parks and Rec, right? There was a well, yeah. there was a two or three year time jump at the very spoiler end, yeah. alert at the very end, and it took a show that many people were many people, including critics, were saying you're not really doing anything new. You're just kind of repeating the same formula over and over again. Granted, it's really really good, but it's kind of just the same thing. And it took the show in not a new direction, but a fre- it, it freshened it up, and it I mean, it did some really wonderful things. He- um, I would love to see. The, I'd love to see a time jump. But I'd like to see people actually age because we all know the actors are like 45. Let's be honest. I mean, you can smell your own, right? <laughs> well, like Marie is like, <laughs> I'm sorry. She's like 35. Yes, she looks like she's 16. And I kind of hate her because she has wonderful genetics. But, you know, all these guys like Bob is like, what, 30? Yeah. Um, only like I, it feels like only Eliza is like the youngest one. Of well, no, the, uh, the Devin, cast. Devin, but he's dead. Yeah, like yeah, he's Devin's dead, dying. Guys. He's dead. Yeah. So, so sorry, y'all. Jasper's dying. So, oh my yeah. god, wouldn't that be hilarious if the show reboots? But it turns out Jasper and the Doomsdayers were the one. Like for some reason, they survived within Arcadia, and like everyone else died. And you're like, oh, cool. So the Riley Hour, neat. Oh god, that guy needs to fucking die. He needs to just, he needs to, like, look, he needs to, he needs to trip and fall and hit his head on the side of a table and just bleed out right now. Okay. (laughs) And so we don't have to deal with him anymore. I don't want to hear another, another line of dialogue come out of his mouth. I'm done with that. So what are we talking about? The bunker. Do you guys think the bunker is for real? Are we talking about Polis? Wait, do you think that the bunker is going to be a thing, Shaheen? I don't know. I don't really have no prediction about that. And um, it's one of those situations where I don't know what either path would entail and where it would take us. Like, if it is, that's kind of, I don't know, like, the first first of all, they're going to drag that on for another five episodes. And then... Uh, oh, my God. Listen, dude, there's only four episodes left. 13 episodes. Or didn't this we season. just watch which episode did we Nine. just watch? Nine. So so count it Nine. out with count it okay. out with me on your fingers. 10, yeah. 11, 12, 13. No, that's 13. correct. Four. There are four more left. So, and I counted it out on my fingers again. Jesus Christ. I'm such a child. So, yeah, and then yeah. what what is going to happen then? Well, I guess On the other hand, if it's not for realsies, then what is the alternative going to be? I don't know. It's just so, I Who guess, do we think is going to win the conclave? I don't think it's going to be Sky Crew. I think I I predict Clark is going to try to cheat to win because well, she. Yeah, I think all she, of them are going to cheat. She is making horrible decisions right now, but I think it's going to be. I think it's. Hmm, I think it's going to be Roan. Is and wait, is Indra fighting what do you for mean Sky? Clark is going to cheat? I thought Octavia is going to fight for them. Yes, but I'm 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 fi- I'm thinking that there's some way to to cheat, like like shoot some like shoot somebody from a high window or something like that, or like why don't they use poison the guns dart? anyway? God, this is so frustrating to me because because uh, Kane, I don't think Kane would want to go what out that way. What the fuck is up with Kane? I don't know. Like he has his hands are stuck to the idiot ball. Like he. What tries do you to- want him to do? 
Well, he shouldn't have. What fu- is he there shouldn't to have do? tried to fuck so over So, can we Rowan. take a moment and talk about this for real? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like this idea. The this alliance, these alliances getting fucked up and getting really complicated, and you know how like they made different alliances and it really came to a head, and you know it all shit hit the fan. Um, but I want to take a moment and ask, like, how do they get here? So, first of all, um. Ice Nation and Tree Crew or Ice Nation and the, a bunch of other clans have been at war since, you know, as long as we know. We don't know how long, but apparently it's it's been going on for a while because um, this was mentioned for the first time in Season 2 when Indra was explaining to Octavia, I think it's in uh, Remember Me or whatever that episode is where they go to Ton DC. Um... Indra explains that, yeah, Asgeda and uh, the rest of the clans have been always at war. And this might be the last time you see us at peace. She even mentioned that. Um, And so there was always this notion that it was always because of Lexa somehow holding it together. And then in season three, we saw that, I mean, she doesn't really have it all together either. Um, And so, okay, so that alliance broke and they're back at, killing each other um okay and then on the one hand sky crew made an alliance um well first of all they had to deal with the um uh, glowing forest people right uh Ilian and, and those people and then they made an alliance with i the ice nation right yeah how did the alliance work like the originally they were allied with Ice Nation and Tree Crew, and then they started fighting. And then, the, so yeah, so Rowan basically said Sky Crew and Tree Crew are enemies now. And then Sky Crew and the Ice Nation made an alliance again. So now Tree Crew is just the enemy. It's left. Out I don't, there. I don't, that doesn't. No, I don't think there's any real alliances right now. I think it's everybody for themselves well, not, until not after anymore. But then the what happened conclave. was another faction of the Sky people, which is Kane and, and Jaha, uh, they made an alliance with or an agreement with Indra, with Tree Crew basically, and any clan that's uh, allied with the Tree Crew to share the bunker. And so Clark had an agreement with Rowan to share the bunker and then um kane made another agreement with indra so now it's like well these two clans are at war and you made an agreement with agreements with both of them somehow to um share the bunker with them so that's how this whole thing came to a head now did it were any of those decisions that were made along the way that led to this situation were any of them bad decisions was it a bad decision to make an alliance with Roan? Was it a bad decision to make an agreement with Indra? I mean, I, I don't think that it was bad decisions. I just think that I just get really frustrated with how myopic everyone is. Like, it shouldn't even be yeah. about alliances. It should be everyone gets to pick 100 people or whatever. And that's what it is. And Clark goes and digs out her, her evil list, figures out who's still alive from it, <laughs> makes a few changes, and, uh, you know, goes from there. Like Scratches a couple names out. 
yeah. Riley is definitely Riley. not on this list. Um, should it be every clan gets a hundred people, or should it be proportional? Um, I mean that's that's a separate issue, I suppose, because we haven't really seen the numbers of other clans. Um, yeah, we're never gonna. I, I don't think we'd ever really be able to debate this intelligently. And I don't even know if it's fruitful because we know that that's that's not going to be a thing. I, I highly doubt that whomever is whomever wins is going to all of a sudden be very uh, uh, magnanimous and go, okay, well, let's share. Uh, I, I mean, what if Sky Crew wins, then they're not going to win. Would say that they're not going to win. Right? Sky, there's no reason. I would be pissed if they did win because there is no fucking reason Octavia should win that, having trained for six months. Like there's there's only there's only the well, possibility she just killed like four people on, and on she shouldn't spot. have been able to do that either if they are quote unquote warriors of Trishana crew or whatever like yeah but they oh. live in they live in the glowing forest and they're just kind of they just chase butterflies I wouldn't call them warriors so much as warrior adjacent <laughs> um I think that I I get the impression based on what I've what I've seen from the um preview photos and from episode descriptions to come, that perhaps maybe Ilian protects and aids uh, Octavia. He, I don't know if he's like I the think champion. He's die. Yeah, I, I think he's going to die too. I think that he was deliberately used to, to try to make an emotional connection to Octavia and I guess to the rest of us as well. Because uh, there's, no there's no other explanation for uh, Octavia putting down her knives and then picking them back up again like two hours later after she kills some hoes with a hoe. Like, there was no point to any of that. Right, like... To, turn, to turning her face to turning her back heel again. Well, and, I mean, that and, was, this, that was a, the quickest heel-to-face to, to heel turn ever. Well, and it, it, it was really weird to me, not that she killed all of them. That was fine for me. I totally saw that. But then when she goes like... I'm going to pulverize them. That I was like, that felt really out of character. That that was really weird. That, like, was, that was super out of can character. Can we just say Octavia is like a drunken wife? Like, Alien comes home with a, like a jar of honey or whatever the hell. What the fuck weird story uh, is it? Well, uh, sorry, continue. What is this? What is this? Where is this from? And then Iranian she's all parable. wasted. Uh, and then he's like, oh, honey, did she drink again? And she's like, that's who I am, dude. You knew that when you married me. <laughs> What fucking is this? What is, is this, this? Like out of your your candle flame keep a, a fanfic? Like what? I, this I just described the Octavia scene to you. I just replaced murder with so, alcohol. So he That's, shouldn't be surprised. Like there wasn't really what. There is no point, dude. I was just making a metaphor. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so they're married, is what you're saying. Should should we should we? Does that does that begin and conclude no our talk about the farm? <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably of just <sighs> I just what what was guys what was the point of that? There was absolutely no point. The for, point of what? For like it was to show the, us that the, Octavia is a really badass warrior still, but also now apparently really into like some dark dark like but like she doesn't just like like she doesn't just like the act of killing and winning. She likes the blood like since like it just like felt i don't, so I don't out of understand character. i yeah i don't understand What's, that why like but the thing that i don't understand is why did we even take this this little green acres detour? interlude 
Yeah, because basically... Well, because oh, we had to find out that Ilian was a warrior. That's the whole point of this, was I didn't know you were a warrior. Like, I would have preferred if Octavia had, like, well, licked, I thought only licked the blade of her knife. English, so the fact that Ilian speaks English should, should have been enough. I think that they abandoned that pretty early on. Nyla shouldn't speak English. Like, lots of people shouldn't speak English. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so um, I mean, she, uh, Octavia has a questionable character, so um, you just have to kind of make your peace with that. That's what like <laughs> so not every character, not every character, character has to be like a um, perfectly justifiable good person. Like some of them are questionable people. So I mean, arguably, all of them are in some way. But, <laughs> Way to equivocate, um, <laughs> But yeah, but like, yeah, so that's just what it is, I think. And um, people, obviously, we know her background. And so we know that she wasn't always this way. And so sometimes she struggles with it. It, There doesn't, I don't think there always have to be like a, a beautiful journey where, you know, they end up some in some meaningful place. I mean, we still don't know where she's going to end up, but I'm okay with her. Um, just exploring herself and, and asking herself what she really wants. And she finally realized I can't, the only thing I can't, um, the only thing I keep thinking of is that there's a war and I'm not in it. So she realized that's who she wants to be. So she's but, just uh, bloodthirsty? The, the murder I mean, scene, that, like I said, was kind of comical. That's why I was making that drunken wife joke. I mean, what? is she like bloodthirsty? What is, I don't understand. Like, what? what is this? Like why? Why just smash somebody's face? What is it? Was it anger, perhaps, rather than bloodthirstiness? Yeah, I, I just I had a lot of confusion. Like it would have, I would have bought it more if she had been like gross and like licked the blade of a knife with blood on it and been like ah, you know, instead of like pulverizing these corpses with a hoe. Like, well, I think I think then perhaps we were supposed to read that as as frustration and anger coming out rather than some weird perversion that she's now into killing people and then mutilating them. And then didn't they bang afterwards? They did kick her in the uh, no in the that wound. no they did not bang afterwards that was that was before. Oh, Short term memory. Don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, can we, can let's we do another storyline. Yeah, to, to murder baby. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about... Wait, wait, sorry, I have one last wait, what question. what are the other... Okay. When we started this season, you had a lot of things to say about Octavia's storyline and her not being important to the plot, and, like, is she gonna do anything, and then it looked like she was gonna be doing stuff, but then she kind of, like, went off and, like, went on, like, murderous rumpspringer. Like, how do you feel now, Jen, as we're, like, careening towards the end about Octavia's quote-unquote character development well i i like her character development i i still think though she runs adjacent to the main storyline and where and she but she has convergence points that that i think feel a little bit more important this season obviously when she comes back to warn arcadia about uh, the asgeta army descending upon them that's important um discovering well i i don't think there's anything she could have done about Ilian burning most of the arc down and I think I think we're going to see the importance of her in the next episode. The next episode has been promised to be a very big, huge episode. I don't know if I'd call it a game-changing episode, but it's huge in scope, apparently. Which, I'm like, if you're going to have individuals fighting each other on the streets of Polis, that doesn't feel big in scope. That feels very intimate with, with like, 
like fights happening in back alleys and shit like that. But maybe there's something that I'm just not prepared for that I, I, I can't foresee. Um, but I, you know, I, I, despite my issues with some of the things that, that seem, uh, trivial or, or, um, unnecessary in some of her narrative, I still really like where they're going with her. I hope that we see kind of what is going on with her and there's some sort of resolution between her and Bellamy. I think, um, you know, there might be some forgiveness coming up. I don't know. I'm hoping. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on to, I guess, the Arcadia storyline where the party people have barricaded themselves. Wait, wait. So is Miller, Miller, Jackson, Jackson, Jiller thing, is that Arcadia or is that Polis? No, I, that's Island. I call that's that Island. Island. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could, we could go with a fifth storyline and just talk for an hour about what happened or what didn't happen or maybe it happened in the rover, but well. You mean them, that, them boning. Possibly. No, no, no. I, I think I like to think of them. I think that they're both kind of romantics. I think that the most we got is like maybe hand jobs. I think we're looking at a and slow like some burn. Mutual, mutual hand. I think we're yeah. looking at a slow burn here. I think I think we saw some indication of interest between the two and they're just going to court one another. It's going to be it's going to be so old fashioned and lovely. Um, so, so did did they get arrested like the rest of them or what happened to them? Yeah, how did they get back to the island? Because, yeah, I thought that they both got arrested. Because didn't we see them, like, face down, not romantically? Yes, but I think I think at the end of the... I think at the end of the Polo storyline, what we're led to believe that everybody is kind of free to mill about and do their own thing. Nobody is at war now that this new... So they went back this, to the island. This new age conclave is about to take place. Everyone's kind of left to, to, to their own devices to prepare for... Uh, the the conflict come yeah so i think they were uh able to let go they were just like sidelined for a little bit that's why murphy and amori were like well they're not coming back for us but anyway let's talk about arcadia and jasper and harper monty bellamy and the party people and jahab jahab is very important to the story as well um i i really i i thought uh, it's it's to me i think we're seeing the most character growth and development with in this season with bellamy and jaha um, and, and Jaha, not really until this episode, because um, it, the way I see it, Jaha's like one of those big picture people, much like Clark, but he has the, he has the maturity and the wisdom to see past the macro level and, and into the micro level. Um, when Bellamy kind of appeals to him, like, let, let them make their own decisions. If they don't want to survive, they don't have an obligation to do so simply because you say that they do. And, and I think a lot of people miss this and, and people on social media caught this. So, so thanks folks for, for getting the screenshot up there. But Josh saw the reflection or saw a uh, wells in the reflection of the window. So suddenly it was, it became a very personal thing to him where his son had made his own decisions for himself. Um, as, as a, I guess, a, um, semi grown man when he decided to break the law and be sent down with the rest of the delinquents. Um, presumably to look after Clark, his best friend. Um, so I thought Jaha came to kind of a, a nice, a nice even keel in this episode where he wasn't going to force people to do what he wanted, where in the past, maybe he would have. And Bellamy was a, a huge part of that. And I think Bellamy, like the pre black rain Bellamy would have been hardcore Jasper 
Harper, everybody, you need to come with us. This isn't even a question. But I think what Shaheen said earlier is that that Black Rain episode that he wasn't so keen on actually paid off in this episode in the way Bellamy um, not only um, applies the the idea that you can't save anyone who doesn't want to be saved, but he also applies, uh, I guess, a, a respect for the 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 free will of his friends and, and, and their ability to determine their own fates. Cause I, I think what's really, imp- I think that's something important that I want, I want to talk about this, um, that this episode and a little bit of this season has been touching on that free will theme that came up in season three. And I think they've been doing it very effectively and showing people who kind of overrun free will, who just kind of trample over it like Clark and Jaha at times. Um, and even Kane as well. Versus folks who want to determine for themselves their own fates. And I think that this episode really brought all of that to the surface and and had it play out in front of us. Um, And that's why I'm like, maybe some of the shit I'm disappointed with in Clark's characterization right now is intentional. She is supposed to be failing right now. Um, And Bellamy is supposed to be succeeding in kind of this new viewpoint that he has, that he can't save who he can today. He can only save who want to be saved, and he has to respect the will of others. So I love this, this, I love the Arcadia part of it. I love Bellamy's uh, evolution this season, and I felt like Jaha took kind of a leap forward this season. And I'm, I'm really digging Jaha. I still can't get over the fact that I think he was complicit with what Allie did last season and that he has a lot of blood on his hands. But it, it seems like the writers have kind of um, wipe their hands of that whole thing and just are moving forward. And we were not supposed to believe that he was complicit with Allie last season. And I just read too much into it. But anyway, I'm loving Jaha. I don't know about you guys. Who are you, Danny? I must be. And I, he's yeah. one mother. He's one sexy motherfucker too. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Who knew? Yeah. Well, okay. So, so here's my question with Arcadia. And I know that we've been getting this for like a couple of episodes with Harper of, you know, her sort of, sort of the footing that she's on, you know, disappearing out from under her. And she's decided to, you know, that she wants to cast her. She's tired of fighting, you know? Yeah. Nothing's ever going to get better because it never does. I mean, like I, I get that. I get that. And I get where she is coming from these last few episodes, but I'm having a really hard time reconciling that with kind of her character as strong as she was up until that point. Um, Just sort of her like rolling over and giving up. It feels like there's a piece of information that we don't have. So Bubbles Love from 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 Twitter and and Reddit posted something about uh, is Harper pregnant or hormonal? And Chelsea Reese liked that tweet. And so oh, the only you sort know of what? You know rationalization, what? No. And, and I know that Fuck everyone's that. going, oh, so and so is pregnant. Shit. No, no, I know it's a stereotype. I'm not that saying hormonal. Did. I'm saying that she might not want to like. She might she Why might she decide that she pregnant? doesn't want to raise a child in the bunker. That said, you know how against I am about pregnancies and apocalypse stories. Like I am so far against it. Yeah, um, you know, I I don't. But I don't, could that be? That a was thing? never. That, I mean, that could be a thing. But the whole hormonal thing is such a fucking uh, stereotype when it comes to women. You know, but do maybe, we think that she could be pregnant? Harper, Maybe Harper watched and, and, and kind of actively let another guy who was reaching out for her to, for help act, didn't reach out back to him and let that dude die. Maybe she feels guilt and feels that she doesn't deserve to live if she could have let somebody else die when all she had to do 
was go back and try to help somebody else. I mean, I, get I, over I don't yourself. Know, I don't know if that's like, if this is fucking uh, advanced calculus for everybody, I don't think this is a hard thing to figure out when it comes to Harper. She let somebody else down. It was her job as a guard to protect other people. And, yeah, and she, so now she she's just giving that. up again. I, like, I disagree with that. So you're saying it's out of guilt? Well, why? I mean, guilt can drive you to do. Guilt can can drive you to to feel some really horrible things about yourself and to well, paint I'm yourself saying, in like, uncharacteristic I don't think, ways. I don't think she needs a reason. I think the idea is but she doesn't, doesn't have to justify herself. Like, she's, I mean, that's not the no, same Harper. From, because the from choice that weather. I laid out is is in front of every single person all the time. There doesn't. You don't need a special reason to want to die. Okay. Which one is the so stronger the, decision to make? Did you do you ever know the answer to that? Like, is it more courageous decision to make to say I'm going to put up with all the bullshit of life that really makes no fucking sense, and all the stupidity of the Homo sapiens species, and I'm just going to go through this nonsense for no reason, and then I'm going to turn into worm food. Um, is that the more courageous decision to make? So, so, or, or the decision to say I'm just gonna bail out and not even try, or are they both cowardly decisions to make? I mean, Monty bring this brings this up, you know, in terms of um, survival instinct versus uh, what he sees as a weakness in Harper, um, or as as cowardice. It's like, well, is it is it courage if you just follow your survival instinct which is also this stupid thing that's the cause of all your suffering so is it courageous to perpetuate your suffering for an instinct but on the other hand what is the uh, the alternative is like you're given you've been dealt this hand and now you're just saying you're just folding so you know is there a courageous decision here all you need to realize is is your choices and somehow when your death is is near somehow when it's uh closer to you in time you've you might you become more aware of this reality um but it's always there so i don't think people need special reasons to make to make the choice that jasper or harper or raven for that matter made are we gonna have to like insert the number of a suicide help hotline at the end of this episode Probably. <laughs> Jesus. Either I mean, so this like... whole episode is about DNR, right? So the yeah. this, the hundred is kind of like a tour of personal it's like choices. It's a tour of normative ethics, and finally we we've arrived at this issue of end of life and death with de- death with dignity issues. Um, so there's this whole debate. I mean, some you know you might know some states. I think like um, Washington State. And a couple other places have laws where they allow people to um, basically request a, um, a drug that kills them or a request to be killed um, at the end of their lives. Yeah. And it requires that they have a terminal illness and, you know, certain other conditions have to be met. They have to have written requests and they have to, like... Uh, hold off for 60 days and still, if they still want it, you know, write another written request or something. So there are certain conditions that they decided have to be met, but there was, 
there was and there still is debate about should a doctor be allowed to do this to to basically kill a patient because they want to die and you know on the one hand you have the um i mean doctors usually believe in four principles right they call it one principle of autonomy there's the principle of beneficence and then there's the principle of non-maleficence which is kind of their mirror images and then justice and so autonomy says that the patient um, is the ultimate decision maker on the other hand non-maleficence says do no harm so the idea is is it doing harm to let someone die even if it's at their own request um and what when do we know that a person is in in a position to make that decision so that's the whole um debate about end of life and death with dignity uh, which is obviously being referenced here um but the kind of the difference here is that these people aren't terminal ill patients they're just uh i mean but the um, world ending could be considered a they do a have a no end date. Their eggs do do expire in six days. You can't eat the eggs right. after and that. So, Can you still inseminate them with with dogs? I was I was no no no. I was talking about like eggs that you buy from the grocery store. I know, and I'm saying, can we still inseminate them with dog semen? I, I get what you were saying. I'm just following uh, up with the question. Okay, so so basically, you can't eat yogurt after that date after six days. Um, I see where I, you're, I see where you're going with all of this, uh, Shaheen. But m- sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't think, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I don't think the writers of this show are intending or uh, are writing to be this deep. I think we tend to try to avoid the the Occam's razor that maybe sometimes the 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 most um, likely solution actually is the solution. We don't have to go and and deep dive into psyches. What is the the most likely solution? I I think that she's that she feels guilty and that she's failed and that she doesn't okay. she well, doesn't believe that she deserves. There's no textual evidence for that, though. I mean, I, the whole thing. Why with do you need this, te- what see, I was saying thing, about you need textual evidence. You need things written down for you in order for you to believe that that is perhaps something that could occur or is a motive. Well, when you have an interpretation of a of a work of art, the first thing you need is textual evidence. And we do have textual evidence. It's been her her, uh, her guilt over letting that dude die has been both shown and referenced. Um, I think both by um, by Kane and Monty. So it, it's a thing that exists in the universe of the show. It's it's out there. So I, I'm just extrapolating from point A to point B without having to go to point. E, D, F, and Z in order to get to what mm-hmm. her per, perhaps her motive is. I'm saying, guys, this show is not written by fucking Einstein. Um, uh, so- regardless of the whole Harper thing, I mean, the, like I said, DNR is, is the name of the episode. So that's obviously the theme of the show. Uh, this the, the right to choose to die, die, especially in the medical context. Yes. Yeah, where you're... And that's yeah, that's what they, Jasper, Riley, Harper, and, and the rest of the party people are doing. They they're actively deciding that they don't want to live in yeah. presumably what would be, I guess, an arc like environment with the Jaha or Kane or somebody lording over them again. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they didn't have and a fun the time up there. The the whole courage thing was brought up by Monty. I mean, they talked about it. 
And so you can say, I mean, we only heard Monty's side of the, the argument. Harper didn't really answer. But uh, yeah, so you, what do you think about what Monty said? Do you think? I think that, I think that the courage argument is, is, is a simple, reductive way to look at people who want to die. Oh, you don't have the courage to, to fight and, and carry on. Um, it, it, is, it is a common theme. And it's, it, it, whenever somebody talks about suicide, people, oh, that person was a coward. Um, I, think, I think that is a simple-minded way of looking at a very complex subject. And I think, I don't know if it's intentionally um, just the, the thing that Monty goes to or the, the trope that the writers just easily went to. I think, I think it's lazy. TB, no, TBH. I, I TBH. Think- I think Monty's interpretation that giving up is cowardly is completely within his character. Yes, I don't necessarily no. personally agree with killing yourself as being cowardice. Uh-huh. Um, I think that it it is an extremely difficult decision to make, and it is an extremely... Um, I, I don't want to say it's brave, but it is to say everything in your body says survive and you're saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Like that takes a certain kind of strength in some way, but given who Monty is and the way that he approaches of the world in a very analytical way, I think that him saying that it's cowardice makes complete sense for his character. Is he becoming super judgmental? I mean, like why doesn't, why doesn't he approach Jasper in the same way? Why doesn't he approach Jasper? So the fact that he stayed behind does that mean these people are going to survive or does that mean they're all going to die? No. So, no. Remember um, remember that somebody mentioned, I think uh, Bellamy mentioned that they're leaving a rover behind in case Harper changes her mind or anyone changes their mind. So, I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be Everyone's going to bang in that rover? No. Hmm. <laughs> why is it always... why That rover, I would not touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. It's like chlamydia on wheels at this point. I dog semen at this point. It's chlamydia on wheels at this point. I think what's going to happen is we're going to get some bullshitty love can save us type thing. Um, because I think I think the, the writing is a little reductive and lazy. Um, and ha- I guess I must be taking out my anger of 13 Reasons Why on this show. Um, and I think like... Uh, Monty say, telling Harper that he loves her is going to like set wheels in motion in her head that maybe she does want to live and love can save us. And those two are going to like, like 11th hour, like 1159 and 59 seconds are going to be racing towards wherever safety is, whether that's the bunker. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Harper will live. I think Jasper, Riley, and a bunch of others are going to die. And I think there's going to be like this, this, um, tearful scene between Monty and Jasper that I'm totally going to emotionally fall for this. Cause like, you're a it's, weak garbage person. Cause I'm a weak garbage person who will, who will willfully watch This Is Us knowing it's emotionally manipulative and purposefully so. Um, so yeah, I think I think Monty and Harper are gonna live, but everybody else is gonna die. But I don't know where they're gonna go. I I uh, for some reason I just don't think the bunker is gonna be viable, and I don't think I it might be viable, but I but I bet you Sky Crew isn't going to be inside of it because they lost Grounder Games. I don't know. Uh, this goes this goes back to the short-sightedness of grounders and being like, no, we're going to shut out the people who like understand how to run a bunker and change a light bulb. And, you know, well, we're talking about changing a light bulb. 
Um, and if you need your spleen taken out, maybe you're just too uh, genetically weak to to be part. I'm of sorry. It. Let me change that to gallbladders. How's that? How's that feel, Jen? Um, gallbladders are not necessary for survival, and you don't need to remove them. If you are strong enough, you can fight through the pain. So, so what does that make you? Weak. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we that. <laughs> All so, right, should we should we take a break? Moving or on, or are we gonna go into another storyline? Can I just well, say, we did you guys have notice the? Uh, left, so I'll just. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, before we move on from Arcadia, did you guys notice all uh, the um, when Jaha was coming out of the tunnel, whatever, out of Arcadia, and he was giving that speech about only we can save ourselves or whatever, um, the light. That little red light um, had all these rays going out, spreading out, and it made this pattern exactly like the second dawn symbol. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting choice. I missed that. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. Could Jaha maybe be yeah. the second coming of of Cadigan, like his, like the son of Cadigan? Like the like, son of yeah. Sam, like God and Jesus. I kind of feel like the the Cadigan people are going to show up and be like, uh, "Jig is up, guys. This is ours." Right. That's like, kind of what here. I feel is going to happen too. Like, there's. I, I really hope that there's going to be a blow our fucking minds cliffhanger at the end, where where something just fucking crazy happens, and then we have to suffer through the hiatus, wondering. Actually, no, it's going to happen. And then I got to listen to the, all the fucking fans with their fucking fan theories and be like, fuck, sick and tired of listening to you guys. Look at me. Um, dead what if, what if we jump ahead five years in the last episode and the last scene is Clark fucking tilling that that piece of ground from Ilian Because, you know, he was like, we leave this for the people who come after us. And she, like, rakes over some bones or whatever. And that's... And she's like, oh, that's so Octavia. Oh, Octavia. <laughs> Octavia. Oh, shakes Such her a hand, Shakes her fist in the air. Oh! <laughs> so, canon. Like, um, we're calling it. You know what? You know what you just made me think? What? Like, what if there's something special about the glowing forest? Like what? Like what if that's a safe area? Like the the glowing. What if you rub butterflies on yourself and you become immune to radiation? Oh, like I mean, you, on the like, like when you're a kid with lightning bugs on to the and smearing lightning bug guts on yourself because you're a fucking sociopath. What are you doing, Jen? Why are you killing fireflies? You never, you never took, you never killed fireflies and smeared their guts like on the sidewalk when you were a little kid, and then you see like the glow smear on the sidewalk. I grew up in Northern California at the age where I would have been killing bugs. By the time I moved to Alabama, where there were fireflies, I was sullen and fat and hid out in my bedroom. Oh, yeah, puberty. Well, that, that was a deep dark look into Joe's past. Thanks. <laughs> Let me let me put that in a quote. Deep dark look into Joe's past in our in our episode summary. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to uh, Becca's lab. Um, to what I think I think it was my uh, favoriteest moments. Uh, obviously, was the hug between the cockroach and the raven. And they called um, him cockroach. Oh, like it was great. They knew. They knew. Yes. <laughs> that was it was so fantastic it was like they acknowledged what we've been ta- saying about uh murphy forever but it's again it's not like a stretch the guy survives everything he's a cockroach it's a comic right. colloquialism let's stop 
thinking that everyone's a fucking genius who writes on the show. I am so, now, I'm like throwing everybody under the bus today. Dude, it's just like uh, so, catharsis. So, so I have another, I have another thing to throw under the bus. We're going to throw Amori under the bus. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hinky on her, man. She's, I don't see the appeal anymore. Like she had some snark. She had a little like gumption. Like I could kind of see why Murphy was into it. But the last few episodes, she's totally that girlfriend of your friend who is just a yes. fucking downer. And you're like, Ugh, she's not already. good for I get him. That, I get that she puts out. I get it. But you know what? We just saw that she doesn't even put out that much. So, you know, like at this point, what are you doing? Murphy. She's like she's like that girlfriend who like slowly turns her boyfriend against all of his friends. Yes. <sighs> ah, she's yeah. just kind of like I'm just kind of like ugh. But at the same <laughs> at the same time though, she she's been kind of a difficult character this season because she's been shady as shit. But then she was also for, going to be forcibly um, exploded in that radiation tube. So I can kind of see where she's coming from when she's like, hey, Murphy, I don't think your friends are coming back. They're leaving us behind because we are non-essential personnel. Raven's pretty much useless because her brain doesn't work anymore. Um, so I can I totally see where were- she's coming from. I love that they were typical teenagers and like fucking while the third wheel is like possibly dying from a seizure. Like I like and, that that's and, and that was like yeah. the most teenage <laughs> moment that could have happened. Oh, Raven's busy. You wanna, you know, and, like and fucking in this like completely glass office, right? Like like if Raven, Raven decided to, climb into to like the come up the stairs. I'd look like, back, oh, guys. It's <laughs> not like Raven has binoculars. Or I mean, yeah, she, she might. What if she like started walking up the stairs and she was going to go in the office to go grab something, and um, like maybe she, like, it would be just, just like, like that one time when she walked in on uh, Monty and Harper. Oh, that would have been perfect. That would have been right? great. She doesn't give a fuck. No, Raven does not. Give, <laughs> I, you know, Raven and Luna—they needed to, you know, stuff, adult things. Can we just appreciate that the hilarious uh, awkward silence? When Jackson and Miller finally came back, uh, <laughs> Murphy and Murray were like, you guys Hand drops. came back. <laughs> uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, guys, what's up? Let's yeah, go. Obviously, let's, let's roll. We weren't, we weren't delaying, <laughs> like, but. Uh, we kind of already like buried your effigy and we were just kind of like. We were packing we up to the, to the we bunker. We finalized the hate. That we have for you, and we were gonna just live in the bunker and die. Now it's like, why? Different. Why didn't they res- like get that motorcycle working? What motorcycle? There was a motorcycle in the bunker that Murphy lived in. And do what with it? I don't know. Right? How are they gonna get it out of the bunker? <laughs> they are strapping young lads. How did they get it in the bunker? I'm just saying, like, what if you know, it was built inside the bunker? What if, if what you're if- going to have a post-apocalyptic like story? There needs to be someone riding on a motorcycle, like through the devastated cities, like I, yeah. <sighs> missed opportunities. So I, I guess, I guess my question is, um, is, is, is Raven really going up in that rocket? I think Raven I like to believe, because I don't want Raven to die, I like to believe that Becca inside her head, or Allie, whoever, is convincing her to do this thing, and, like, maybe, like, the G-force of the rocket or something like that will, like, jostle her brain back together. Um, and, like, you know, because strokes are, <laughs> like... for some good But she can't, she can't come back down to Earth. She doesn't have the fuel for it. 
But if she lands in the so water, or maybe she docks with right? whatever's so, up there. There are three possibilities. So she goes out to space and dies there, just like she's saying. Two, she goes out there and finds something important. Um, like maybe, I don't know, she sees something or whatever. Um, and three is she doesn't go out to space. And maybe <laughs> we like can, we whatever can tell that the semester's now, over, Shaheen. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? Like, could she dock? Go with, to space and die? There might right, still, so, there's still a space station up there, right? Yeah, because Becca's up there. Like. There's a space station. Becca is not up there. Allie's well, not Becca. Sorry, Allie. Whatever. Erica, but, Sarah. But we, but we were left to assume that there's no way to generate any more oxygen. So it's kind of this dead thing floating up there that just it expelled the stations off of it that Wait, fell to Earth. We were left to believe that the people who were up there couldn't figure it out. You'd think, though, that Raven, with her enhanced brain, could maybe figure it out. But Raven doesn't... Raven, Raven's going up there to die. Like, but, we're but at the what point if she's now... she's not? What is going to fix her are brain? Gonna, are you... Maybe the G-Force will knock loose whatever's giving her strength. What the heck is the G-Force, there's, no, there's nothing in her brain. Her brain has... When she uh, fires a rocket, you go through a certain level of G... Like, like, like you go through to up to, like, nine Gs or something, like, trying to get up uh-huh. into space. That, I don't, okay. for some gotcha. reason, I don't think that that's going to actually help the shit that's going on in her brain. She has Maybe a brain bleed or something like that. Help. I don't know. She, she I has, don't want Raven to die. I, I thought what she had was a brain bleed and that, or, or a bruise in there, and it's not getting better. And I don't think that G, G-forces are going to help it. I don't think there's anything you can, you, you don't want to knock anything out of a blood vessel in your brain, like a clot. You don't want to knock that around because it'll just find another blood vessel that's narrower and just kill you, I think. So I, like, on one hand, Do you hand, think Raven's going to die? I think that her fate might be left up in the air at the end of the season. Um, I, from reading, uh, previews of episodes that are airing after the next one. I, I doubt that she's dying. I also have this weird suspicion that the the rocket isn't going up into space, not in the way we think. And here's, um, the rocket has to be fired, right? That we pretty much come to the conclusion that it's Chekhov's rocket. If you introduce if a you rocket, put a rocket the in there, line, it has to it has to do it's, something. It's rocket-y. going somewhere, right? What, and I thought about this today. I should put this in my review as a prediction. What if they fire off the rocket? Um, and it kills Raven's, everyone? Raven's not inside it. No, they have blast doors. I, I, maybe like super high, high protective blast doors because you shouldn't be close to that shit. But you would assume that it wouldn't destroy Becca's lab. So what if they fire off the rocket? Raven's not in it. Like, they pulled her out, but the launch sequence was going already. So they pull her out, but they can't stop the rocket from going up by itself. What if there's something drilled deep into the ground underneath the rocket? Like another bunker. What? Maybe. That's that's a little too um, deus ex machina, though, isn't it? It's a little too right? easy. Like, oh, look, the rocket went up. Hey, what's this hatch? What are you doing down <laughs> that here, would be Bill like Cadigan? The most boring twist ever. Well, unless like, Bill Cadigan is in there. <gasps> what if Bill? Well, what if like, Bill and Becca are in there? Oh my god! <gasps> the bunker didn't work. There's another bunker. <laughs> wonk, wonk. There's a bunker under the bunker. You get a bunker. You get a bunker. <laughs> Everybody gets a bunker. It's the inception of bunkers. 
<laughs> yes, Bunkerception. That would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I just So like... has Becca picked up some habits from Allie or what? What do you mean? Like Becca in, in Raven's head, doesn't she kind of... Doesn't she look like she picked up some... But, but Ra- some manners from Allie a little bit? But that's that's... That's a representation of Becca as as uh, Raven imagines her. So she's probably like taking a little bit of Allie and transposing her a bit onto the human because that's it's well, just it's Raven to be talking a representation to representation of Becca that was in Allie that was left in Raven. So yeah, I don't. That's so, like third hand information. I don't so real quick, I guess that I I I kind of yeah. loved how Raven was starting to hallucinate, but she's kind of like the crazy person who knows they're crazy. And she was like, no, no, uh, everything's fine. I'm totally not standing here talking to myself. You leave the room. Psst, now we're alone, Becca. Like, <laughs> like, I like that she had the presence of mind to, like, calm herself down and be like, all right, these people think I'm fucking crazy. Like, let's let's just make them believe that I've got my shit together. But then it was also really sad when she knew that she was about to start seizing. And so she, like, had to put herself, lie herself down, put herself on her side so that she wouldn't, like, choke on her Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, that was really that was really good of her. Like, but she didn't put her wallet in her mouth, so I'm like, mm, mm, mm. maybe she lost it at the slip and slide. Abby would have stuck her uh, dirty ass fingers in her mouth. Well, yeah, obviously. What the fuck has Abby been doing? Um, like, I guess colluding with, um, colluding with Kane to to uh, betray um Rowan Rowan behind okay. Clark's back uh cool. oh that's what I wanted to say remember earlier on when you say it would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids mm-hmm. I wrote that in my review about uh Abby and Kane and their stupid plan <laughs> anyway so I just wanted to make it sure that I just wanted to let everybody know I did not steal the idea from from Joe well, except she, it depends. It's gonna be it's gonna be an arms race whether to put this out first or your review. So my that, review you know. my review is ready to publish right now. Uh, but I'm I'm doing a little 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 experiment to see if I can get a little bit more traffic and retweets if I publish it on a weekday rather than fucking ran, rando ass Sunday afternoon. Um. So yeah, I'm preparing for. Let me know uh, what your Google Analytics say. Plus, I think people. I mean, honestly, people, do you want to spend 15 minutes reading a review on a Sunday or do you want to spend 15 minutes reading a review during your work day and not doing work? I mean, I think I know what everybody's answer is going to (laughs) be. Come on. I mean, and don't read it on the toilet at work because that then you're double dipping into your time. Yeah, that's double dipping into non-productivity. Yeah, like poop and read something else. Yeah. And then and then read the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desk. Go back and then like grab some company coffee while you're doing it. So you're like utilizing a company. Um, like you're you're not only wasting company time, but you're wasting company money in the the benefits that they give you with that free coffee. And maybe maybe your company has snacks too, like Nutrigreen bars. We we have Nutrigreen bars, and we have like fruit every week too, fresh fruit. So. La la la. Um, Jen works for a company where they like give her stuff. La la la. Look who's employed. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. For now. For now, yeah. I've got a. I've got an eight a.m. must be there meeting tomorrow morning. Ooh, like in person. Yes. Ooh. Everybody should be there in person. Ooh. Um, yeah. 
Gross. So it's either so either um, I'm walking in to get walked out the door, or there's a leadership change. But it's going to be a leadership change, so I'm not too worried. Um, <clears throat> anywho, uh, yeah. So you stole my idea from me. I just want okay. to let that, yeah, uh, get that out there. Cool. Um, so I. My gut says I don't think Raven's dying, but at the same time, this is a show that has people saying, I am going to die, um, just saying. And then they die. And then they die. They actually do die. And we're like, well, wait a minute. They were trying to fake us. They weren't faking us out. Oh, they actually did die. So I don't know. I, I think the only way I could see Raven dying is that she asked out of the show because she had other things that she wanted to pursue. Um, but I, I also think that they would never let her go because the, of the minority and the, the disability representation and because she's a fan favorite, obviously. So that's why I say, I don't think she's going to die, but I, I could see her like, like her, uh, fate up in the air. Um, so like, what if she goes up there and she thinks she's going to like spacewalk and just kind of like die? What if that mining ship that left scoops her up? She's that, like she's like floating out lost, in space. Lost she's almost in space, dead. and it it's coming back to Earth for some. They like God for grab reason. her with one of those uh, like stuffed toy, uh, like at the grocery store, like the the little claw. They like pull her out of space and like plop her plop her into their into their little toy basket. Yeah, and what if she spends like five years up there um, before you know the with Earth the is livable crew? again? The other thing I want to know is like okay, so. The, the radiation badness will be gone after five years. But what is left on Earth? Like, they come out of the bunker. It, there are no trees, right? They're just like, it, the ground is just raised. It's just yeah, dirt and shit, well, right? How do you, so how do you, you film that? They called it prime fire, right? And, and saying that it already happened before. But the trees that we see are over 100 years old. And so does that mean that the first wave of radiation back 100 years before didn't? only killed like animal life like why are there trees if or is it a separate type is this a different one like this one is everything's gonna burn and the other one was just like everyone gets cancer yeah i don't Uh, i don't know i mean there was no they never said that this one was gonna burn all the trees either so uh, this one could let all the trees trees live too i mean that's not and just melt the shit go off either of way. people I mean, it wasn't clear to me if this one was supposed to be stronger than the last one or about the same or or what um because i mean ali did say that even people who were born in space and were supposedly the sky people are supposedly immune to the amount of radiation that killed uh the mountain men but they're not immune yeah, to the, the radiation pussies, that, though and I don't use that yeah. word lightly. <laughs> <laughs> what if, um, what if the what if the the new commander or whatever they call the person who wins the grounder games doesn't need the flame, and and they're like, well, I wonder if the flame will will heal Raven's brain because it's it's the code or whatever that's degrading Raven's brain. So if they could upgrade her brain with the flame, would they like? like rush back to convince her to not go to space and, and make her night blood and put the flame in. Do you think that's a, who's going to figure that I out? I mean, uh, 
Like, on the one hand, I know that they want to save Raven, but again, when it comes to actual practicality, it probably makes more sense to save Dr. Abby. I'm just saying, because she's a fucking surgeon. Yeah, but I think an adult is dying, and she makes the most sense right now. I mean, she Um, quote-unquote makes the most sense, but really, Kane makes the most sense. Like, if we're talking from a practical, useful person. Yeah, if if we're talking about, let's look at this dude's resume. Mmm. Not great. Yeah. Not not yeah. a lot of strong. Not, not strong. Super. What would you say your biggest your biggest weakness is? Pretty much trying to accomplish anything. Yeah, I would I would be like, what what is your what is your what exactly accomplishment is it that you do here? Yeah, what is your what is your most uh, proud accomplishment, crickets? Yeah. Well, yeah. that time well, I I well, killed I, I killed three hundred and twenty people on the ark. We saved some oxygen that way. I had really good villain hair in season one. I would say my proudest accomplishment would be my hair at this point in time, both facial and on the top of my head. It is glorious. Do you not agree, interviewer? And the interviewer would say, yes, it is glorious. But But one cannot live on hair resume alone. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right. So I, um, (laughs) on that note, on that note, um, I'm, I'm glad that we got a little bit of, of resolution between not necessarily resolution, but a, a, an understanding between Murphy and and Raven before they left. That was a touching scene. It was good. I was, I was touched. They hugged. Mm Mm-hmm. There was hugging. There was hugging involved. Do we think that Amori Um, was like jealous? Is she a weirdo? Is she like, again, is she that crazy think, fucking girlfriend? Yeah, I think she, I think we've already established that she's kind of a weirdo. Um, so yeah, I think maybe she would be a little jelly jelly. Um, stop hugging the person you shot and paralyzed. I know it's love. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, should we move into well actuallys or, or did you have anything else for that, Shaheen? No, I, um, uh, you actually stole my, well, actually too. So oh, I, I? I don't have, I don't got shit to say anymore. What's so your, you guys can was, close this up and let's just go eat. No, no, you can, you can do my well, actually. Shani. What is the, well, what, what is the, well, actually that, that Joe took? Uh, it's not really a, well, actually, it's, I it's guess. A I just, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Rowan's whole thing works. Like we were talking about before, like he says, um, now that we know she was made a nightblood through science, and this isn't legit anymore, but is that really a thing? I feel like like the, all the um, grounder clerics should get together and, and like come up with some sort of fatwa or something. What? About like what? Like does this count? Because was the problem ever coming up with the blood? Like is well, like, the blood? feels a little jihadi to me. I'm just saying it feels a little extreme. If we can just tone it down a little, calm down our rhetoric. Um, That's because you guys don't know. You guys are so ignorant. It's like American, <laughs> ignorant Americans. We just like use fatwa to mean like death sentence or something. <laughs> Wait, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, continue, no, continue. I anyway, that that's it. That was just my oh. thing. I was like, how come everyone just got convinced by this all of a sudden? Like, I feel like some people would have been like, eh, I'm kind of cool with that as long as that flame goes into her head. Right? Like, she's uh, still 
like, if we're talking about what your religion is based on, it is, is someone a nightblood? Do they take the flame? And, like, Rowan's like, well, hold on. There are, like, eight other clauses we have to, like, satisfy. And, I mean, the last flamekeeper doesn't have a problem with it. So get off yeah. get off your high horse, Rowan. Although I wasn't clear if Gaia was okay with it or not. Because she was also kind of shocked. And there I mean, were a lot of there were a lot of flamekeepers around too, right? Did you yeah, see all those they were bald like, people? <gasps> like, where the Night fuck blood. did they come from? You know this fucking show. But that was actually not my will, actually, Shaheen. My will, actually. No, no, you mentioned this before. Oh, okay. so that's okay. He stole his will, actually. Got it. Because I had another one, but it was more of a question, which is, why is Murphy's hair so greasy? Like, they've been at Becca's lab for, like, a minute, and clearly everyone else has had a shower. Like, Raven's hair is luxurious, even though it's pulled back in a ponytail, but his is, like, so greasy, it's, like, clumpy and piecey, and I can smell it through my television, and I don't understand. Take I a think sh- it's lube. <laughs> so so he's, Pretty like, sure they're done having sex, and he just takes his hand, and he's, like, welp, and he just runs it through his hair, and it's just... I mean, that shit is all over the place by the time they're done. Just lube. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if... I mean, you've never so done not- it because you're gay, but... Oh, okay. The, wait, What? Oh, here we go. You never... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm excited for Shaheen to explain lesbian sex to me. This is great. Go on. <laughs> I, well, I, when did I say I was going to explain lesbian sex to you? Well, you're going to explain I sa- the lack of... Why, why I wouldn't know anything Yeah, about I said you Rickens. only had lesbian sex, so you don't know like where, uh, like whether the guy's hair would be soaked in lube or not. Like There might be reasons for that that you're not aware of, you know? Who I mean, I'm not going to go into all the details of how that happens. <laughs> Wait, Jen, did you say who is what? that careless with lube? Yes. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I feel like finite resources. I mean, that maybe, lube might be in places that maybe I he's saving it for later. Maybe face. when he does need lube, he runs his fingers through his hair, his hands all greasy, and we're good to go. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Okay, are we done with this? Well, actually, with the greasy hair of... Well, I mean, I didn't get any answers, but I guess. I mean, maybe he just naturally has a little bit more grease than other people do, and washing it every day just isn't isn't going to uh, address that issue. I mean, okay. And maybe he's one of those people, which we all should be, uh, that don't wash our hair every day because it's not healthy exactly. for your hair. But it looks like it he- smells. Like, it looks like it's gotten to the point where it just smells like hair oil but he's getting some so does it really matter oh right so that's the trade-off like for lobster claw you have to have like <laughs> grease ball hair like is that is that the butter to like dip her lobster claw in like a maybe maybe and- it's the equilibrium in their relationship he's like you have a fucking disgusting lobster claw i'm gonna have greasy ass hair there we go there's the trade-off fucking eugenist <laughs> you're just well you're eugenics epithets and Let's just wrap this up, guys. Well, we still this have isn't to. Going we still have. Good. We no. Well, it, it wasn't going anywhere good from the very start. But let's. <laughs> what I guess we go to watch. What? 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 What are you watching? What are you uh, watching? Well, what are you uh, watching, Joe? Are you watching we, anything? I like this dot. We're watching this dot. We have. There's. It doesn't even say item. Like usually, it says like bullet point item. It's just a bullet. I'm point sorry, now. I did a bad job, Shaheen. I'll do a better job for next week. I won't. I yes, won't do this, a better job. <laughs> This is why you guys are going to fail, ultimately. Um, what are you watching, I mean, Joe? 
Not, uh, not so, putting... so you will be super glad to know that I have convinced the girlfriend and we have decided to give The Expanse another try. Um, so I think we got through episode seven maybe yesterday um, of the first season. Um, and so it definitely does pick up. I think we walked away at around like episode five, um, but it's starting to like pick back up. So so that's well, kind of what we're watching. So you originally walked away from the show after episode five? I think so. Episode five or six. I don't understand how anybody could walk away from the show after episode four. Episode four is the sweet spot for the show. Wait, where what happened in episode four? I'm not going to... Uh, the um, the the battle on the Martian ship. I mean, eh. Are you eh. kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's, where, that's where all the good stuff happens. Oh, my God. Where they, they escape so, with the Rocinante. So there's oh that one dude, uh, Amos, on The Expanse, who totally looks like what's-his-name on Battlestar. Like a younger, swoller version of the, of the, of the dude... On, on Battlestar, and it really confuses me. Well, I'm glad that, that that's, you... Uh, that's my contribution to the yeah, expanse. Glad, hey, there's a guy yeah. on there that looks like another dude from Battlestar. Yeah, um, I'm glad that's that... That's my cool story. I'm glad that's your um, your, your deep it's analysis of the ex- expanse. Um, and that Hot kind take. of... One encaps- guy looks like another guy. That kind of encapsulates your, your enjoyment of the show. I, too, would like to say that the expanse is fantastic. Uh, there's... It just... it delves deep into kind of an intergalactic, not intergalactic, but a galactic politic or solar system politics. Cause they don't even get out of the galaxy. I don't think, um, between Mars, earth and, um, an ast- the, the asteroid belt that's beyond Mars and the different societies that kind of live there and their political, their cultural and political things. Like it, basically Mars is like, why should we care anything about the earth anymore? We're like, they're like the new America. They're like, the fucking we don't need you guys anymore um we don't need your politics and all that shit so it's really interesting um one thing the special effects on that show are fantastic like cw can you call somebody at the sci-fi network and talk to them about their visual effects um uh people like how they make a show show does look look really good Because I feel like the CW, at some point, some some executive at the CW just said, hey, my nephew has a pretty good computer. He could do some special effects for, for some of our shows. Well, and they've just stuck with that dude for like 10 years. The issue, the issue with CW shows is especially the superhero shows. Like, let's leave the 100 out of it, like, separate issue. Because an argument could be made for The Expanse being shot entirely on green screen for the most part versus, you know, the 100, which has to blend... Uh, you know, practical and, and, you know, forest scenes with that. But anyway, but if you look at like some of like the DC universe stuff, <sighs> cut the episode order and give me better special effects. Yeah, give why me is some it so special bad? effects. Why like, is it so bad? Why does Karen, like, why does Supergirl, sorry to spoil her secret identity. Why does Supergirl <laughs> not fly when she fights? Like, Apart from budgetary restrictions, like that's the only thing that I can understand. If you have the ability to fly and shoot laser beams out of the, your eyeballs, why is that not your go-to move? That's a good question. It there are a, a lot question. of questions. There's also there are a lot of good questions. Uh, okay, so if you are a dude, <laughs> if oh, you, oh, so we're getting into sexual issues here. Let's go, let's go. If you are a dude, go on. This isn't a sexual issue. If you are a dude who can travel back in time because you have the ability to tap into the speed force, 
why are you able to do that, but you can't move fast enough to travel 50 yards to, to, to prevent a supervillain from stabbing your girlfriend? Like, the Flash is super fast. Because he kind fast. of wanted to break up with her, maybe? I haven't seen the show, but that's what I would say. I'd like, say, you know, he was maybe wishy-washy on the whole thing, and this was just kind of a little convenient. <laughs> like, the Flash is the fastest man alive, and the Speed Force is, like, the fastest thing ever. You can travel 50 yards. Like, they completely misused the Flash's powers, in my estimation. Nerd alert. Um, yeah, so the CW needs to do something about their, their VFX because they some of their shows look awful. Maybe once they um, finally have uh, rain off the books, they can take some of that wardrobe cash and, and funnel it to uh, the 100 and some of the DC shows. But Jesus Christ, yeah. Supergirl, Supergirl I think, is the worst because the, the flash effects of him running look pretty good because they just have to generate... Um, generate lightning around him they don't actually have to physically like manipulate a body yeah. and make a body fly um but yeah so i'm watching the expanse um or i've watched it i, I binged that shit over like three days uh it was fantastic i i'm really sad i didn't give it a um you should uh, you should watch it shaheen yeah shaheen if you if you dig uh science you fiction and politics oh, for everyone it's on amazon prime like you can stream first- that shit the, the first, first season? Uh, the first season, yeah. The, the the second season has to be achieved either through money or deleterious means. <clears throat> um, yeah, what you guys were talking about sounds interesting. I, I might check it out. Yeah, I think I think you'd really dig it from like a political perspective and like how the like there's there's weird cultural and language differences. Like the Belters, the people who live in the asteroid belt, um, they, they, have, they have good science. The, yeah, the they, science on the show. Yeah, the is science good. is really good. I don't think you'd have a problem with with the kind of the 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 science of it. It's not in, incongruous with it with itself, but like the the language of the Belters is unique. Um, um, just the political oh. thing, and there's and there's other there's other stuff that happens outside of the politics and and the stuff like that that I don't want to I don't want to mention and spoil it for anybody um, because that it it be it's a huge uh, it's a huge part of the show. So, so another show that we got caught up on, um, which again, like, uh, it shouldn't be a good show, but it kind of is, which is, uh, Colony, which is, uh, it's, 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 I think it's on the USA maybe. And it's basically about in modern times, like if we're living right now. Did you just call it the USA? The USA network. Um, and it's. It asks a lot of very, very, very similar questions to The 100 and other shows that we like of exactly what makes a choice moral, what make like, at, at what point do you say, fuck everyone else, I'm going to get mine and take care of myself. It's sort of, um, it's sort of, it, it has like a very man in the high castle meets Independence Day kind of vibe to it. Um, it shouldn't be good, but as you watch it, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of suspenseful, and people are actually making really, really difficult choices of we are, the entire humanity has been taken over and is under the thumb of an invading force that they call Mm -hmm. the hosts, and it's, you know, who can you trust? Uh, You know, they use people to uh, govern and and tattletale and enforce um, discipline on, you know, your own people. Um, it's it's kind of good, and it has Sawyer from Lost in it, and uh, shitty mom from Walking Dead, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 kind of. I wouldn't say it's great. I would say it's like a yeah. solid B B plus. Which yeah. coming out of the USA, the USA, 
network. Um, <laughs> is it's it's good. I, I would actually recommend it if you guys are like looking for something vaguely sci-fi with um, you know moral quandaries. Yeah. Can we take a um, moment to appreciate just how awful The Walking Dead has become? I oh haven't God. even watched in a long time. Just like, I, I I'm sorry watching. for anyone who pays to watch this show. I don't pay for it, but I still want my money back. I mean, this, this <laughs> shit is ridiculous. For da- you, you're seeking damages. Yeah, basically. I need like my wasted time back. I, we're not caught up. I don't bad. care about spoilers. Like, what's been, what's happened? What's terrible? Or is it just general? It just, is, is it, is the last, is the back half of the season just Negan monologuing more? It's, it's partly that they kill off another woman of color. Oh, I they, saw it that. Just, yeah. There's just like, I, I don't know well, what the they're doing. There's a lot of very interesting conversations that go um, roughly like this We will. We should. I can. We will. What the fuck is that? Like these <laughs> That's not a fucking dialogue. Oh god, like there's so many things wrong with this show. I mean uh, Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, the the what <laughs> But I'm has hate- it been renewed for like eight more seasons? Yeah, I mean I, I'm hate watching The Walking Dead now. I, I will not go back into Fear the Walking Dead because it's just oh god, it's, no. it's so boring and it's it, and I can't even hate watch it and enjoy it that way. Oh, Real quick, I'm sorry. Like, real, real quick. This is actually super duper relevant. So remember how all of us were pissed off about Fear the Walking Dead skipping over the exact moment that we actually gave a fuck about, which was when the zombies are starting to take over and everyone kind of realizes what's happening? So in the second season premiere, the season two premiere of Colony, they basically give us an episode that sort of gives the middle finger to Fear the Walking Dead and says, so hey... Here's how this all went down. And it is compressed into a single episode, but yeah. still. You still got to see the moment that the aliens arrived, the moment that the walls went around the cities, the moment that they started killing people. Like, you got to see everything that we wanted to see on Fear the Walking Dead. I kind of enjoy when shows jump into the middle of a story and then... But Fear um, the Walking Dead didn't. Yeah, no, no, I no, I understand that. But like when they when but when when they do what you said, Colony did, where they jump into the middle of the story and you're given the premise and you, you mm-hmm. kind of have to figure things out. And then somewhere along the way, they have that flashback episode, so you have so much context as, as what's happening and the characters you care about. And then they take you back into the past and show you, oh, this is how all this shit started in the in the first place. I really, I kind of, I kind of like that if it's done well. It was, um, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was just kind of like, well, because it lets you watch and be like, you know, for the whole season, you're like, well, why don't they fight back? Why don't you, they do this? And then you see kind of how the the subjugation of humankind happened and how quickly it happened and how fucked we were. And you're like, oh, I can kind of, oh. I can I can see how things oh. are fucked. Now it's understandable how things got so fucked. Yeah. Um, another show that, that just came back on two weeks ago was the, the final season of The Leftovers, season three. If you are not watching The Leftovers, um, your life is shallow, and it's missing something hey, in it. Hey, because Sean, are you shallow? The Leftovers, season I'm sorry, two. what? Huh? Are you shallow? I'm shallow. Yeah. No, you, The Leftovers, season deep. two, was one of the most superb <laughs> seasons of TV I've ever seen anything do. And season three just kind of picked back up where that excellence left off. Um, it's a it's a tough show. It it tackles some very dark subjects, 
And it's it, like I would not I would not recommend binging binging season one. It's too depressing to binge that shit. But man, uh, yeah, you got to space it out. You got to give it time to breathe. Um, and understand that season one is is a weak season, but but season two fixes a lot of the the issues that season one has, and goes to places that are so weird and wacky and. And you'll be surprised how much you just kind of dig the mystery of it all. Um, so, yeah, that's here. I haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale yet, but I'll probably have to sign up for Hulu to, to view it because I yeah, can't figure out Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either because I'm just like, it's not going to be fun. No, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be like, oh, well, this is this is what we're looking forward cool, to let's in just Trump America. prestige so. TV kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, do you have any, like, last parting words that you want to give to people, Jen? Like a little... Um, yeah, just uh, what I would say is, um, don't suck. Don't don't suck. Stay, stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Um, and just thank everybody who's listened to this podcast and, and the, the folks who have stuck with us thus far. I hope you stick with the podcast after my departure, even though there's going to be an obvious um, drop in quality. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Given given Shaheen's exuberance for our uh, future rotational uh, use. Um, he is just he is just in love with the fact that Danny is going to be on, um, and that they are like part of a mutual admiration society. So right, it's I'm going to be, be the dumb of, American. There's going to be a lot of third wheeling on your part, Joe. On my part, yeah, no, it's going to. I'm basically going to be Raven trying to fix a rocket ship while Danny and Shaheen are, you know, mind boning upstairs. <laughs> um, the other thing I would say is, folks. Enjoy the show. Um, uh, stop talking yourself into disliking it so much at times. Um, and fuck just be it, kind. dude. Fuck it. Yeah, just be kind to one <laughs> yeah. another. Um, and uh, Becco, Becco is Endgame. That's okay. It. All right. <laughs> so thanks, um, next oh, week. We'll miss you, Jen. We will sure miss you. Will. Um, no, I, I'm sure you'll harass nev- us on the internet. N- never got the feeling that I would be missed, so that's that's fine. That's something. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, Capital Chick will be joining us as as our as our trio. Um, so I'm sure that she'll have something important and lawyerly to to contribute um, or drunk, gonna whatever. She's going to be in, she, huh? Yeah, she's going to close gonna the drunk. case, dude. Oh, all right, all right. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> right. uh, okay. Well, right. I, I guess until next time, may we geek again. Bye. Oh, for real? Take it easy, guys. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Hey, guys. So we had a special gem for you that was deemed too long and too sexy to be a cold open. So here you go. Enjoy. Rated R. Wait, so what was your question, Jen? Well, I was really looking forward to learning more about lesbian sex from Shaheen. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I was going to explain heterosexual sex. Oh, I'm I'm all ears. I mean, I already said like. I hope there's diagrams. You don't know where that loop gets. I mean, you don't know where that <laughs> loop has been, and you don't know if that wherever it's been is gonna end up on my face at some point. <laughs> on your what? face, like yeah, parti- like. So I, like, I guess you don't I know do have the, a lot of like, questions. I can... thought I knew how heterosexual sex worked, but <laughs> I think I might actually be hazy on some of the details. Well, why yeah, why is there lube like you on your face? I ha- these are my questions. Like, 
I'm thinking that there's natural, like if you're using your face, you're probably using your mouth, and there's kind of natural lube there. So if you're like lubing and then sliving up, like how do you even stay in that vicinity without just getting out? Dude, the lube is there from before. Oh, no, no. Something else was happening. That's not dessert. That's not dessert. That's that's the appetizer. You don't go back in for dessert. No, (laughs) not after. I do whatever she wants, dude. Because like, there's. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus, Jen. <laughs> I just like because there's gonna be some some man jelly down there too. Well, and you don't. Do you want to eat your own man jelly? Is that what you're saying? I mean, saying? maybe they used a condom, in which case that's where the loop. Okay, <laughs> no. So, so here's my. Does this differ from 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 Jackson and Miller? Like, is this an exclusively heterosexual thing? that you're trying to explain to me, Shaheen? Or is this you know, just a I dick guess, thing? You know, I guess it's just, I guess she didn't finish at the same time he did. And, you know, no indictment there. Um, <laughs> and you gotta go. Wait, did and, she not, and, did and she if not you get are hers a, at the if beginning? You're, if, you're a conf, if you are a conscientious lover, you're like, okay, I got mine. You didn't get yours yet. Keyword being Wait, yet. no, 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 I'm but gonna... this goes back to your to your to your appetizer entree. Like, go- I can understand I'm an appetizer to... and a dessert, but like presumably did she not get hers at the beginning? Well, it de- it depends on if she if she ate all of if the if if the complete appetizer no, was was consumed. Like the appetizer jalapeno poppers. The, Is the... there a bloomin' onion? These are my questions. <laughs> The appetizer could have been used as as just um, could have been like half eaten. Oh Is there a poo poo platter joke? To be had? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I just uh, I just there's a point where there's too much there's too much that's gone on there's too much sloppiness for it to be sexy anymore. Um, maybe you're just prude, Jen. Maybe you're just maybe Shaheen is like the dirty fucker among us, and he could you, be. He could you, be. He could be like, I'm gonna clock back in and go back down and have. I'm gonna order another appetizer. Shaheen's working overtime. Give me another blooming onion. I'm going out. <laughs> I'm gonna get, get a second one. But you know what? Um, also tell the kitchen to put in that souffle because I'm not. I'm not missing my dessert afterwards. Um, All right, you got your cold open. 